0: Technique, <laughs> technique, 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 technique. First, you do it like this. Spin like around, this. stop,
1: double take three times. Then, pelvic thrust. Woo! Woo! Stop on your right foot, don't forget yeah. it.
0: And then you, you bring, bring it around, around town. town.
1: Bring it around town. Then you do this, and this, and that, and this, and that, and this, and that, and then.
0: Welcome, everyone. <coughs> Yeah. So uh, welcome to episode 22. Yes, is of it? Of the Actually Nothing podcast. Yes, it is episode uh, 22. Yeah. <laughs> podcast vid 22. Try not to. Um, I don't remember <laughs> what I was going on. I wanted to I wanted to do that too. Just what? randomly insert a really, really long, awkward pause. Oh, in the do, middle it. Of an episode do it. Just do it. I, I will run with you as much as we want. I love that. The best part about it is that we can look at each other and give signals, silent signals, but nobody else can tell. I mean, that's what I do all the time.
1: In fact, those moments in conversation where people stop talking and they they stutter because they
0: feel like they have to fill it, those are where I thrive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That one wasn't edited, by the way. That was a legitimate pause that we did, and I just decided to keep it in. (laughs) Everyone, this
1: one's about the uh, dreaded virus yes mm-hmm. should we
0: <laughs> we could do another thing during it where we sound like we're survivors in a fallout shelter <laughs> today is march 14th 2020 <laughs> welcome everyone has bought out all of the water and all of the if super you, stores if you're listening to this please
1: send help this is like, a, like an I Am Legend sort of scenario, yeah, exactly. where we, we're we living in the basement, hiding from the COVID-19 changelings. <laughs> we are change in the basement right now. Technically. So
0: if we decided to hold ourselves up in here, we could continue to do the podcast. What? Assuming everyone else doesn't die, they would be able to hear it.
1: Yeah, that's true. We could broadcast to Europe, and then they could come save us as well. That's
0: true. Everyone in Italy right now is just inside their homes, so what else do they have to do other than listen to podcasts?
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Podcasts in English. Really, really like obscure small podcasts <laughs> in English.
0: But I don't know. I have to check the analytics to see if, to we, see have if we have any fans in Italy.
1: Sparks of yeah, uh, maybe. people in Italy. Yeah, uh, not, uh, actually nothing podcast. <laughs> really low in America. <laughs> what if we actually, huge in Italy.
0: Yeah, what if we became famous overseas because of people being bored and they have nothing else to do so they randomly stumbled upon our podcast? I imagine
1: that's what uh, getting famous as a Twitch streamer is like. I mean, people are just bored. And, That's true. You know.
0: Well, in that conversation, there's three reasons, four reasons, why people like to watch streamers and or esports nowadays. This is totally different than the whole coronavirus conversation. But because but I think e gamers are
1: themselves their own type of virus.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, they are a blight on yeah, I, uh, society for yeah. the most part. Unless you're a well-adjusted gamer like us. Uh, but um,
1: <laughs> gamer is a tenuous term for myself. Given that I'm terrible at them.
0: But there are th- four reasons why you would want to watch a streamer or a professional esports person. It's because you're either really good at the game. Okay. You're hot. Yeah. You have a good personality, like you're funny or interesting. Okay. Or you're getting memed. That's true. Right now. Yeah. Right. I'd like to say
1: that we at the Actually Nothing podcast don't say that in order to be interesting, you have to have. <laughs> Uh, Or to have a good personality, you have to be interesting or funny. Only those. You can have a multiplicity of other things that makes you funny. Or
0: good. Unless you're trying to be an e-girl or gamer god, then you (laughs) You have to have one of those. Is that the gendered term for for males now, is e-god? I guess. No, you know what term I've been hearing going around a lot recently, but I didn't know what it meant until I looked it up, is simp. Have you been hearing that? No. It's S-I-M-P, and I guess it stands for... Sucker idolizing mediocre pussy. So it's basically just a new way for people to say white knight. Why does that? Why do they think of such a long phrase for that? I don't know. I don't know where it came from either.
1: I always feel like that word just was short for simpleton. But
0: it could have been that too. Yeah. And maybe I, mean, I just heard a different way and somebody injected that acronym into it for no reason.
1: Yeah, I mean that's how I always view it. Just because I don't want to think so hard to think of that huge acronym.
0: Wow, well, sounds like you just want things to be simple, you simp. That's true though. I didn't think about that. That makes it a lot simpler. And hey, I understand hey, it better that way. Hey,
1: I mean, isn't that just what language is? I guess everyone just wants
0: to be simps. Oh we my god. You just want to keep things simple and not hard to understand.
1: Uh, tangent, I really hate that argument where it's like, isn't language just constructed by the people who use it as a way of, as a way of arguing for the use of should of, like should of.
0: So you're saying that they're butchering it on purpose because it'll eventually. No, the argument
1: is that because language is created spontaneously and that language is created by the people who use it, there's nothing wrong with saying should of if the, if the meanings remains the same.
0: Oh, I guess we'll find out in a hundred years. I just if think English if you're if you're actively
1: one. making that mistake, it's such an easy mistake to fix, and it's all based on the fact that you're you're using it like you would say it, mm-hmm. not as how you would write it.
0: That's true, right? You can see that. Kind of
1: it kind of bothers me. It's like when people misuse um, when people misuse punctuation, or not even punctuation, like the your versus your.
0: Oh, that guess one bothers me.
1: It, it's confusing and. For second language learners, or second English language learners, this is completely off topic from the coronavirus, (laughs) but for second language learners who are speaking English for their first time, it makes sense that it would be confusing because it's a fucked up, like, idiomatic part of the language. But
0: most of the time, people who learn English as a second language—okay, I shouldn't say most of the time, but a lot of the times, people who seriously take learning English as a second language oftentimes end up being better speakers— than native speakers,
1: yeah, because they're learning a they're learning the most proper form of it. Yeah, it's like when I had gone to Middlebury, they had taught us high German, mm-hmm. and so like if we were to go and speak to people in Berlin, given that we would you know be fluent in being able to use it, it would be the highest level of German you could use, mm-hmm. and so it'd be it'd be like talking to someone with ultra proper grammar is what it would be, whereas like all colloquial languages like employs some type of you know shorthand here and there slang if you will so when
0: you say a high german does that come with pronouncing it all posh too or is it just the choice of words that you're using it's just the
1: choice of words It's the syntax and the type of grammar you're okay. using the accent itself is completely determined by how well you're able to copy it or whether or not you spend a lot of time there mm-hmm. because you're recreating types of sounds and that plays into like how difficult some languages can be like Some languages, like Russian or Polish, are hard not only because of their system of language, but because pronouncing the words isn't a natural thing that our American English-speaking muscles can do.
0: Oh, yeah, that's why Chinese is so hard, or Mandarin or Cantonese, I guess. Or all of them. Yeah, yeah, because it's a lot of tonal differences, too, right?
1: Yeah, tonal differences, really small differences, too, if, if if I
0: remember correctly. I never want to call it Chinese because I try to be proper about addressing it as Cantonese or yep. Mandarin. One of the two, they have a sentence equivalent of English's buffalo, 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 buffalo thing. I think it's like she and it's like thirteen times or something like that, and each mm-hmm. one is a different meaning depending on how, how you, you inflect m- on it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's crazy to me. Yeah. Anyways, quick wanna do quick shout outs. Yeah, let's do it. Quick shout outs to Canada, because apparently They are in the testing phases for a vaccine for coronavirus, I guess. So we'll see how that pans out. All of Canada? Yes. All of Canada together decided, fuck this virus. It canceled hockey. That's what I saw too. I was (laughs) like, coronavirus cancels hockey, then Canada Canada cancels coronavirus. Yeah, Who would have thought that the NBA and MLB and everything else getting canceled in today's cancel culture... The one thing that cancels all of oh, us man. Is, is COVID-19. COVID-19.
1: Why is it called that? Oh, it's because it's 2019. Doy. My shout-out would thus uh, go to South Korea for taking the best active measures against mm. it. That's going to be my big shout-out. I'll probably have a small shout-out. Let's see. Oh, my small shout-out, D'Agostino's uh, Chicken tenders. Oh. Had them today. Really good.
0: Hey, D'Agostino's, You want to send us some of that sponsor money? D'Agostino's. we'll chill we'll out for you, assuming yeah. that you're still open and that we won't be sick enough to go and eat your food.
1: This is also hoping that they overlook all the all the times that I've called them dagos. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how's it spelled? It's D apostrophe Agostinos, oh, but I like to call it dagos because it's Italian. Like and, the shirt. Yeah, and dago is a very derogatory term for Italians.
0: Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: I think. I'm not trying to use it in that way. and
0: Do I have to bleep it out when you say it now? No, it's okay. just,
1: uh, but I think it's better not to use it like in a derogatory way if okay. we can. And being un- understanding that we shouldn't use it in that way is good. Okay. But I like to call it that because it's shorthand and it's just so easy. That's not a good reason for using the word. <laughs> like but, using
0: simp for simpleton, huh? Huh,
1: yeah, oh. who would
0: have thought? <laughs> it's all coming full <laughs> circle. Well, it's a very small circle
1: this time. It around. really is. Welcome to Small Circle Podcast.
0: So far, this has been the language cast like most of our recent podcasts <laughs> have been ever since the whole preposition thing. We, we love, always have some segment about talking about language and shit.
1: So. We love language. We love talking. We love conversation. Yeah. Because that's what we do. And
0: that's how we live. Anyways, let's get to the topic, the primary topic of this deadly Bazinga virus. Bazinga virus. <laughs> Whatever if, what if that was the virus, it's it's a big bang theory but every time instead of coughing you go uncontrollably you go bazinga and a laugh track appears behind you i kind of would like that i had this
1: idea today of a similar type of meme virus that basically just etched its name into your skin in a rash every Ew. time yeah when you got it that's
0: disgusting what's Wouldn't it be called what, what comes on your skin when it gets you?
1: like the word that would come i don't know it would be something kind of dumb like dong You know? You got the dong virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like this gross rash that comes out and
0: says dong. Dong, yeah. Dong vid
1: 19. And when it mutates, it's a picture.
0: The worse it gets, the bigger and bolder font (laughs) it comes in. No, no. The worse it gets, the closer to Comic Sans it becomes. (laughs) It starts off in like italics and starts to slowly form (laughs) into Comic Sans.
1: That's stage four uh, dong virus. What happens
0: when you're... Does it kill you? Is it deadly? I don't know if it
1: kills you as much as it... uh,
0: Maybe it memes you to death. Oh, okay, you know, I like to think bazinga virus. The laugh track in the back gets progressively louder until you become deaf and you can't hear anymore. That's a great SCP, right? Yep. Yeah, we could make that into an SCP. We've never done one. We did say back in the Thanksgiving episode, oh, no, before God. that, we were going to come up with that horrifying hand turkey. We just haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> yeah. I still want to do. It. We should still do it at some so, point. So
1: just to just to kind of clarify. It's the hand turkey you draw as a child. Yeah. But in the SCP universe, everything is kind of like alive. Yeah. Every small thing. And they become like a problem for humanity. Mm-hmm. We're thinking of making that into a problem for yeah. humanity.
0: The only reason why we bring it up is because we realize that the four fingers that you trace on it to be the feathers are actually just gross appendages. Oh, God. So we wanted to make something out of That'd that. That'd be
1: really nasty. Yeah.
0: We can maybe save that one for like Halloween or something.
1: As we've said in years past <laughs> two years, yeah, now, yeah, the past, know. yeah, but um no, I think like as we go into this conversation, I think we definitely need to talk about Aaron, like what are you doing to prepare for this sort of thing? How serious do you think this is, even though like the cDC says it's serious, yeah. from a layperson's perspective, which we are, mm-hmm. how serious is this entire thing?
0: um well, for us, we're young, and as I'm sure most people know by this point it is mostly, I shouldn't say a health concern, but it's a little bit more serious when you're either older because your immune system isn't as strong or you have a compromised immune system due to other pre-existing health concerns. Mm. So that being we're young 20-somethings, pretty healthy, I don't think we have all that much to worry about. So like me personally, I already practice good hygiene, I like to think, and I'm already prepared, I think, in case this does blow out into a full-on quarantine, like Italy, lockdown, don't go out of your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm generally just a level-headed person, so I don't think this is going to be... I shouldn't speak for everyone, but me personally, I'm not going to view this as an end of the world like so many other people are viewing it as. But that's just me. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think a lot of things tend to get blown out of proportion. That being said, I think... America's in this position right now in March. Uh, this is mid-March when we're recording this. Where <laughs>
0: It is March and we don't know if we'll make it through the summer. No idea whether or not anyone is coming for us. Yeah.
1: But being mid-March right now, we're not totally sure how this is going to play out. I've seen some numbers where it's like this is starting in the same way that um, that Italy started. Mm-hmm. And so there's some growing concern that this is going to become Italy should we not be prepared. Yeah. But I also think that comparing countries is not really an accurate way of making predictions all the time. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that could happen. And there's so many differences in population and economy and all these other things that would generally skew ideas or skew data and interpretations. And so I I, I don't think that we have a huge reason to be completely worried that this is going to end everything. I definitely think that we should be prepared, though. Yeah, like, stocking up on supplies, like making sure you have things that are necessary and that will sustain for a while. Like I recently bought a whole bunch of rice. I've Mm -hmm. stocked up on eggs. I stocked up on beans and oil too because those are calorie dense. you're going to have
0: smelly quarantine. I'm
1: telling you, (laughs) smelly quarantine is better than like a starving quarantine.
0: Smelly quarantine is also a great band name.
1: It is. Mm. It's a a very literal band name. It really gives you a lot. But so, you know, having calorie dense food, and food with enough protein so that in a worst case scenario, you can't go outside or mm-hmm. you can't or they don't have enough food at a grocery store, which is a primary concern at this point because everyone is just going at it right now. Yeah. That you have enough food to last for like a couple of weeks. So that eventually when rations come out and like we're able to go in and buy food, you don't have to buy all that much. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as a lot of people don't want to call this like a bad thing, I think if it blows over and it doesn't hit us as bad as it could then at the very worst, you have enough groceries to last you for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. You don't have to shop so much.
0: At this point, some people can build a whole fucking fortress out of the toilet paper that they're How much taking. fucking toilet paper...
1: How much How know. much do you shit during the day?
0: One of the things that I was thinking was, even if you do have to hold yourself up, you would think that you'd be pooping less because you're probably not going out and eating as much. Yeah. So the amount of toilet paper that you have to go through probably won't even be as much as your regular day.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I th- I feel like something must have made everyone feel like they had to buy toilet paper in specifically whereas like if you stock up like you buy one thing of toilet paper that's got 12 or even buy two that's going to last you fine yeah. you know like how often do you actually go out and poop in a different place yeah right
0: unless you got like five bathrooms and you take a shit in each one every day
1: yeah sometimes when living in an apartment i try not to uh i try to like save my poops for
0: the sink <laughs> Yeah,
1: that place. <laughs> I was thinking more of the shower where I can stomp oh. it in the
0: A Waffle stump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that
1: was one of my favorite urban dictionary terms that I learned about. Yeah, look it up. No, like for um, when I was in school, just for university, like, bathrooms. Yeah. Because they, they paid for the huge pipes, right? Like, they can handle that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, wait, don't read into that. Don't read into whatever I would have <laughs> I just know. said. But, but, yeah, so I, I think people are, are definitely kind of fear-mongering over this. Yeah it it's really affecting small businesses too mm-hmm. so for instance i work with a few small businesses and the fact that so many things are closing or that people are so afraid to go out even and like you know interact with other people it really doesn't help because people like me who depend on small businesses and who aren't salaried at the moment really depend on this money this hourly wage yeah. to kind of live and so that's going to make things hard like one of my jobs is basically shutting down 75% of its uh of its like capacity to work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm losing all that money, all that hourly wage. My other jobs are like moving into being almost completely uh, electronic. Mm -hmm. So over zoom. And then that's another thing too, is like lots of university classes, if not most of them are going over zoom.
0: Is that just like the new hub that everything is? Well, it's zoom or Skype or just like, or Google Hangouts, but like
1: All, all classes are being delivered electronically. Yeah. And they're trying. And there's like memes coming out with like the t shirts that go like t shirt for Zoom University. Have <laughs> you seen that? Like, no, I haven't. Or like in law schools, it's like Zoom Law School. And Dude, so
0: those like DeVry universities and. Phoenix, whatever, those online universities, they're ahead of the game. They saw this coming. So yeah, they, are, they, they have their entire catalog already online. <laughs> already so they, digitized. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't waste their money on and assets <laughs> on buying buildings and equipment, and, and staff. Yeah. <laughs> you just download that shit from China and we could pass say it that, on. We
1: could say that Devry and University of Phoenix, they're the original COVID 19 players. Wow. They were playing the long
0: game. They are just going to rake in the long game. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? But yeah, I also have friends that are coming home from campus because classes are canceled for the next two to three plus weeks. Yeah, and since everything's just going to be online, they're like, "Why bother staying on campus?" A, if everything is going to be closed, because then you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to have a B, but I didn't have. That's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think a lot of people are doing that. I have a friend who works; she works for community music division. And they made all classes electronic. Mm -hmm. And so she's just going back. She's flying home to um, wherever she lives in the East Coast for the next, you know, maybe two weeks or a month. Yeah. Just because why would she be here if she doesn't have to?
0: Yeah. I want to bring up an interesting thing that I've been thinking about. And I've heard this come up in multiple other conversations because, of course, everybody else is talking about this too. So (laughs) let's just add one onto the pile with this podcast. Do it. But the conversation about how will this affect future business operations. Because right now we know that, including schools, a lot of places are going remote with their work because you don't want to go into the office and potentially get your coworkers sick. Yeah, And this precautionary measure of keeping everyone at home to do work is kind of going to expose, I guess, the world's ability to adapt to modern technology and see if Your day-to-day operations can be done entirely without having to go into an office. And I should first bring up the counterpoints to this because they're valid and are definitely a thing that should be viewed upon. You don't want to be biased in your one conversation. As a hard-hitting journalist, I don't know why I'm making this face while like, you don't want to be a hard-hitting journalist? Uh, I think this is just another character, you know? Oh, yeah, maybe. I feel like
1: we've just created another another character for you.
0: But, what was it? Oh, counterpoint. It should be that uh, people are saying, of course, you have concerns about productivity. Obviously, most of the time, if you don't have somebody, if you don't have your supervisor actually watching you, then there is a good chance that you'll just have slackers and people that will just take advantage of it. So that's the main counterpoint that I've seen to people saying, make all this work now suddenly remote. People are suddenly just going to take advantage of being at home and not doing their work. Um,
1: I guess what can be used to expose that is like, If you're not meeting your uh, daily quotas for what you should be doing, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that becomes a a way to inspect whether or not you should be at the job then. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel like working from home is really going to show that a lot of things can be done from home. Mm -hmm. And that actually, there are lots of professions that don't actually require being in an office. Yeah. They could be really useful just to have everyone working at home, and you could save money instead of buying out office space, you know, throwing this into that. Yeah, But so... And that's a really interesting top, uh, a really interesting thing that may come out of this. You know, I think it would make a lot of people happier if mm-hmm. they got to work from home.
0: Japan, a while back, they did a case study where they tested people working from home. Or was it the shorter work week? Maybe it was a combination of the two. Yeah, But there are, regardless of it being Japan or not, there are, there have been case studies of people seeing whether or not work from home or whatever shorter work week will actually work. But I think that this being almost a forced occasion of it is interesting and different because now you're seeing if everybody all at the same time suddenly being thrust into this position will end up working or not.
1: And this is, in fact, a very good opportunity to do research. Yeah. Right? To have people who study this sort of thing see uh, whether or not it's actually efficient and whether or not it can be done. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really excited to see how this will change uh, workplace economies and how it'll work uh, in the future, you know,
0: because like right now, there are businesses. I think Twitch and Twitter. I think yeah, Twitter. They all have from they have now. all of their every single employee is working remotely. Yeah, I mean they're still up and running.
1: Well, and um, that's a that's one of those things though. With like with online platforms, how much do you need people to be uh, in the office for yeah, that? Exactly. Right? Especially when they're working to sustain a platform. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that generally is programming, right? Yeah. And so like if you you can have programmers work from home. Yeah. And if that helps people, why not?
0: And we should preface this also by saying we understand that obviously there are certain jobs and occupations that you have to be on site for. Things like production lines. I don't know, probably running some servers, you'll have to be at the specific location to make sure everything's working. You know, essential operations that need somebody to physically be there to oversee everything and make sure that it works. Yeah. But for a lot of these other tasks, like my job, I already work from home one day of the week. And honestly, I could realistically do it every single day from home, and it wouldn't change anything other than me being in the office or not. And since a lot of these jobs nowadays are in the same capacity, seeing how this will shift potentially the modern work method, I guess you could call it. I don't know. It'll be interesting because I think this is potentially the straw to break the camel's back in catching things up to a more modern time, like hopefully the 40 hour work week goes away to be considered full time. Yeah, This is just my own personal opinion, but I still think that the 40 hour work week is kind of just an archaic relic of the past because a lot of these jobs can be done faster and you don't have to waste time sitting in, I don't know, your office chair for Two day hours a day doing nothing.
1: Yeah, it, it's almost a little counterintuitive just to have people doing things for nine hours a day. Yeah. Rather than having people like come to work, do things and then be done.
0: Because didn't the forty hour work week originate from wartime, right? I don't know. Like it was a shortage of work hands and then somebody, probably some corporation, decided forty hours of work week will help sustain your family and make mm. sure that you're getting your bread on your table and then everyone was like, Okay, and it just hasn't gone away do I actually don't know. It, it very well may could be. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: one potential flaw is something that I was seeing recently. Kelby's roommate works in a capacity where she could work from home if necessary. Mm-hmm. But recently she had to spend time basically over with her bosses. And so her bosses lived together and she spent time over there because they had information that needed to be directly given. It couldn't be sent over the internet. Like they had to be in the same place to work with this information, mm-hmm. and so that's one of those situations that really requires people to be in the same place where an office would facilitate that type of work yeah you know and so that becomes one of the more logistical errors with making everything completely digital mm-hmm. that being said, there's going to be like a slew of problems that come up with only being digital. I think only being one thing is always going to be an issue, but yeah. I hope this you know turns into some sort of Reworking of the modern workday, mm-hmm. as we've been talking. Yeah. So, just because I think generally Americans, or at least people, don't like to be at work all the time, especially if it's a terrible commute. Oh it would, yeah, it would like completely change the uh, geography of the of the job market.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this before. Like how much of your day can be devoted to just driving to and from work? I really hate thinking about it. Yeah, personally, I don't understand how some people can do an hour commute because if you're working five days a week. That's already 10 hours of your day gone if it's a two-hour drive to and from for one day. And it's just 10 hours of your day gone. If you get get to do your work from home, that's 10 extra hours you have to do literally anything
1: else. Yeah. I deal with that where I drive. If I drive from Chicago to my job up in Northbrook, it takes me maybe 45 minutes during rush hour to get there. And 45 minutes really pushes it for me because I'm just like, I'm on the road, I'm sitting. And I think that's what really gets me is sitting on the road where... When you drive, you know, I sit and I feel as if I'm uh, like, I'm wasting my life yeah. because I'm sitting there. Pretty much. Yeah. But I feel like that's also going to be an issue that people feel now with this almost quarantine being put into effect. The fact that kids are now forced to be home with school being over, parents are going to probably have to stay home a lot more frequently. Mm-hmm. And then we're having more people stay, like work digitally. It's going to be really interesting. It's like the introvert's dream, I would say.
0: Yeah. That's but, what I've been seeing a lot of people are. There's some memes going around where people are like they're panicking, but then all the people who already shut in are like, what changed?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. This is something that I like doing, anyways. I'd rather be conserving energy inside doing work. Like I don't need to be outside all the time. It's definitely good for my health to be outside. Yeah. But it, I don't depend on being outside all the time. Yeah. And so, actually, like even with my job being moved to almost digital, I'm doing like I'm doing Zoom lessons, which is crazy teaching teaching an instrument over like a platform is such a crazy thing.
0: Yeah, that's something that I feel like you would want to be there in person for.
1: Generally, yes, just because you want the hands-on ability to show. Yeah. Um you want to be able to show, but I guess it just kind of shows the strength of technology nowadays where like when push comes to shove, you can do this. Yeah. I'm excited to see how it works. I do it tomorrow. My oh, first one's 10:30, so Neap. we'll see how it actually works out. Yeah, that's I think that's one cool thing about this as much as it can be called a cool thing is yeah. just how the coronavirus is shaping like
0: history at almost. Yeah, it could potentially be something to push us into a completely modern age, you know.
1: Yeah. There is uh, a lots of speculation on like how this virus changes everything. It changes na- like world economies, mm-hmm. it changes how we look at the workday, it changes how we do healthcare as well. It's yeah. a huge it's a huge Deal at this point, point. and I think the fact that it's just a pan- uh, it's such a widely spread pandemic, and that we don't really know very much about it, mm-hmm. is just speaking to both the preparedness of all countries to handle this sort of thing, and the like failure of bu- of a bureaucracy to handle this sort yeah. of thing. And so this whole thing should be reflective of how we handle things as a whole, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, we unfortunately didn't capture the conversation that we had with your dad earlier. I thought that would have been great to insert into this, but yeah. We were bringing up the points about preparedness, right? Yeah. And we were talking about certain government's abilities to handle it or inabilities to handle it. Yeah. Um, we looked at South Korea and they basically immediately acted on it and are, as far as I know, I haven't read any articles recently, like in the past day, but it seems like they're doing okay on it. I think yeah. their cases are down. I don't know. I could be totally wrong and speaking out of my ass for that, but point is that they took some action and it seems like they had a plan right yeah so that seems to be totally different than what we're currently over doing here in the U.S. yeah and it's been kind of confusing about
1: what's been happening here like I I understand that there's a lot of fear-mongering going on Mm -hmm. and that the media tends to blow up a lot of things about the coronavirus and that we shouldn't be doing that but at the same time it's hard to ignore the sort of problems in the administration yeah. with, with at least putting out tests. Mm-hmm. You know, you can cite whatever issues you have about, like, the test would take too long, or the test is, like, this or that. But at the end of the day, like, a test is still a test. It's still better than nothing, I would say. Like, there's still city centers where people aren't getting, you know, they don't have tests to give out to people to check for coronavirus. Yeah. And that's a big issue, because you don't really know the full impact of the virus unless you have testing. Mm-hmm. And so, Maybe maybe the test that the CDC comes out with is quicker. Maybe it's almost instant. That's great, but I think at the expense of you know the people, I think that's an issue. And then along with blocking uh, blocking a way to increase or mobilize Medicaid in order to cover these sort of things is a huge issue. I think mm-hmm. right, like I'd said before. If we're going to employ like a more socialized form of medicine, this should be the instance where we use it. Yeah. We should be using it to treat people in these scenarios and to test people in these scenarios and it should all be for free. We shouldn't have to worry about like people being able to afford a testing when a nat- when, like a fucking pandemic is, you know, on the horizon, yeah. right? And then there's also just cutting the funding to the to the CDC and then cutting the funding to pan, the pandemic team. Yeah, yeah. right
0: before right it was before it declared a pandemic, pandemic it's literally crazy. the
1: worst timing for that to happen. Right? Yeah, it, I don't know why this would ever be a thing or why you'd want to cut any sort of uh, virus preparedness, Yeah. right? And that also goes to like, we were mentioning how I think everyone should always have like some sort of, I like to call it wartime preparedness, just because this would be a worst case scenario where you have to you have to have a plan for how this is put into action mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem that you know we have a good plan for this yeah i mean the market reflects it like the fucking tanked for a minute there mm-hmm. and luckily it's stabilizing but it's still kind of crazy that there doesn't seem to be like a strong plan about how to handle this yeah. and so I, the nice thing about this and especially with the internet for all it's worth and for all the dangers of the internet is that people can use it to better themselves immediately. And so like taking precautions by buying things that keep them sustained or keeping themselves prepared by being informed about it, that's like good things that could come from the internet and being more self-sufficient rather than relying on the government to do everything. Yeah.
0: It's also exposing the ability for the media to impact the average show's decision making. Yeah. Because Like you said, there are good facets to the ability to get this information out quickly. And then that also falls on your average Joe's ability to sift through the garbage information and the fear-mongering and getting the right, correct, accurate information and then accordingly acting on that information. Because as we've already been seeing, everyone's buying out all the supplies from Costco and all these other superstores, which is kind of just a domino effect because I'm sure the first person who bought a shit ton of supplies unnecessarily were those doomsdayers yeah and then that probably kicked some more average thinking like level-headed people that otherwise wouldn't have panicked into panic mode yeah and now it's kind of just cascading into a thing where people who normally wouldn't be bothered by it are starting to go oh crap well three of my neighbors are panicking does that mean i have to start panicking now too and now it's kind of just big old pile of shit and i don't know i think it's a little out of hand. I definitely
1: think it's a bit out of hand. And I definitely think it's out of hand how universities are handling this. And I've heard good arguments for universities are doing this so that they can cover themselves. They don't want to be sued for anything like, I caught the coronavirus at school, why didn't you take active measures against this? Mm-hmm. But I also think that taking this huge initiative to like just end the rest of the year, end all extracurricular activities, you know, end the school year this early, um, is such a slap to the face of people who pay tuition to be there yeah. and who paid a lot of money to be in the scenarios to get a degree, right? It's a huge slap to the face, and especially it really hits hard for people who depend on being in those scenarios to learn. So like law school students who really depend mm-hmm. on being in person to do oral arguments or to learn in class when they learn best in class. Musicians also get it hit the hardest too because we, we, you cancel all concerts and yeah. you're unable to hold concerts in a public way, I think uh, at least Paul and Northwestern, they give the option, but you have to do it completely digital without people. And so like, wow. yeah. And 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 even so, like you see programs canceling all these big things. Like my dad was saying, like softball is getting canceled. Volleyball is yeah. getting the, at canceled At this point, too. MLB,
0: NBA, NHL, all of them have been canceled until further notice. Yeah, and it sucks. It,
1: and it's insane that like this could end their seasons. And For seniors going like leaving school, this is their last chance to play their last season, and it's it's getting lost in the sense that, or in this fear that this will last longer. I I, I think a you know a more appropriate way of handling this would definitely be let's take a couple weeks, let's take off more than spring break so that we can kind of assess the situation, keep everyone sort of like away from each other, and we Mm -hmm. don't we don't propagate the spread of this virus. Rather, we like are able to handle it. And Then we can talk about putting things back later, right? I think that's that would have been a better response to this rather than just this huge Cut swath, thing. Of, yeah, this huge sweeping move yeah. to cancel class, cancel everything, because now people like are definitely feeling the like the shit end of the stick with it,
0: mm-hmm. and it's affecting everybody too, like spectators, other than just the people playing, yeah, and all the other businesses that are also you know tangentially attached to that, yeah, like food and whatnot,
1: yeah, and that's I think one of the biggest things too, is that the people who get hit the hardest are hourly workers. Yeah, Hourly workers, wait staff, administrative staff get hit really hard. Uh, And you know, teachers too, just because most of them are working by hourly or by the hour. Mm -hmm. And so like I had mentioned before, these become positions that are easily expendable, or just easy to lose the hours because, you know, people stop doing them. Yeah. And so like, those are the jobs that are just At the most danger at this point.
0: Yeah. And it sucks too, because a lot of those people are working or living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And they rely on that steady work week in order to get that income. Yeah. And now that this is coming, it's kind of like, well, shit, they're kind of just out of luck. So what do you do at that point? Yeah, exactly. You're just SOL at this point. I don't know. This is so wild that this is currently happening and it's just going to be a total new Thing. It's a clusterfuck. Like, yeah. That's exactly what it is right now. And this is all just circling back to preparedness, how we were saying it's difficult to model what's going to happen nowadays with current technology and communication lines versus, I don't know, the fucking Spanish flu back yeah. when that happened. I which think was that's probably like the last worldwide. Was it the last worldwide? I think worldwide, it was one of I the think?
1: biggest ones. I think there's, there's definitely some contention with HIV, but I think HIV is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, that's like. It was a little bit to, more difficult yeah. to spread yeah. as well. I think even Spanish flu. I think Spanish flu is probably the most comparable just because of how widespread it was. Mm-hmm. But I even that's different. I think Spanish flu was taking healthy people and killing it or killing them. Like the Spanish flu oh, I really? think was especially like dangerous. Yeah. Because they didn't have the same type of technologies we had today. Mm-hmm. It was taking like perfectly healthy people and then just Ravaging them. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't turn out to be like this. We don't get some crazy mutation that destroys the human race.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. but speaking about old viruses and stuff, too, one of the things that I was thinking about not too long ago was that people often forget that these other viruses that had big exposure, like Zika virus, yeah. Ebola, the bubonic plague, like those haven't been eliminated from yeah. the world. They still exist in yeah. parts of the world. Like, Ebola is still a thing going on in Africa. Zika virus still exists somewhere. The only reason why people think it's not so much of a problem anymore is because the news has stopped reporting on it as much.
1: Yeah. And it's being contained, I think, a little bit better. Yeah. it's It's been understand- understandable, or more understanded. Mm-hmm. But it kind of goes back to, and I'm sorry, I'm, I, I think I'm going to regret saying this, but um, how- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pulling yeah. the guns. You yeah, got to yeah, say, he's, he's, choose your words <laughs> carefully, partner. <laughs> um, it's like pandemic two. Yeah. So pandemic two is a game you play where you name your virus and you try your very best to develop it biologically so that you infect the most people and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a morbid game, but it's super fun. So try it out. Yeah. It's <laughs> like that where you start off with specific trade offs. If you have a high like kill rate or a high mortality rate, then you don't have very much like possibility for contagiousness, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's the same with this. Ebola is a really deadly disease where if you get it, you're almost considered dead within two weeks. It can happen like that. I I think Zika virus was similar where it just had a high mortality rate and it was dangerous because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, Ebola is like a well-contained thing. And if they catch it early enough, you can deal with it. And so I think the problem is coronavirus isn't as like deadly as we've seen, it really just attacks the elderly and the immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. But if you're healthy, it's more likely that you're going to get it, suffer through it, and then live, rather than it's going to destroy you. Yeah, right. And I think that's something that we have to consider: is that this virus is most likely going to hit everyone in some way, shape, or form, whether or not you get it. I, I, I think there's some estimate that some 20 to 80 percent of Americans are going to contract it at some point. Mm-hmm. And so this brings us to a really important point about how. Uh, every news outlet is telling us, and you know, as we should try and uh, think about this, is to flatten the curve. And if we've all seen these, it's where you have two curves: one being a really stark curve that happens quickly, and one being a, a you know a smaller, flatter curve that happens over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And this is important to recognize because if we have more people getting sick, if we have a lot of people getting sick, you want them to happen over a long stretch of time mm-hmm. because then you have healthcare being able to care for everyone. Whereas I think with most countries who are, finding, uh, who are having the most struggles with this virus, everyone's getting sick at the same time and it's putting a lot of stress on the system itself. And so you don't have enough doctors, you don't have enough health staff who can actually fight this virus adequately. And that's one of the main issues with it. And so I, I definitely think there's a lot of credence to taking proactive measures, like washing your hands regularly, trying to avoid crowded spaces, you know, making sure that when you come home, you wash your hands, don't mm-hmm. touch your face as much, I say, as I recently just touched my <laughs> hand or my my face. But these things really help, especially with people who like our age who are younger, and maybe don't have too much to worry about. Yeah, with flattening out this curve. And I, I definitely think that's something we should try and follow, especially in this early stage where we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, We're still right in the beginning throes of what's going to happen, yeah. And so, as much as we can to like fight the like immediate like contraction of everyone getting this disease, the better.
0: Yeah, it's true. Being spread thin is, yeah, you're right. It is like the most dangerous aspect of it. And part of it too sucks is that. Wow, that sentence didn't come out right at all. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But part of the thing that sucks is that doctors and the healthcare staff. That are dealing with this on a regular basis now are the people that are being exposed to it likely the most often because they're coming into contact with the patients. Yeah. And then if it gets to them, then that puts them out of commission, which makes the manpower that you have to deal with the situation even less. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just potentially feeding itself into a terrible loop. So,
1: yeah. And I think that's the most pressing thing at hand is just making sure that we have enough staff to do things. And making sure that we have enough doctors and nurses available to help, and enough resources to help people. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I think the administration has really fallen a little flat, and especially with trying to prepare um, the healthcare system to handle a big influx of people. Yeah. Should that happen. And so, yeah. Everyone, wash your hands. I say it to all of my friends now, and it's almost condescending, but I I only say it so that we can all be okay.
0: I like how this is bringing what should be common knowledge about hygiene to the forefront, which is totally great. I mean, there's no setback to practicing good hygiene, No, but it's like, this is shit that people should be doing on a regular basis. Anyways, like that one motherfucker in my office who pees and then just leaves right away. No, I've seen this guy at the same time all the time. He doesn't wash his hand after he go to the bathroom. Oh my God. Don't talk to him. I don't, I don't want to touch the door handles or anything anymore. That's gross. It
1: is Gross. Another thing you can do is in your workspace, if you are continuously working in an office or even at home, keep like a, a little thing of Clorox disinfectant wipes and like especially doorknobs. Doorknobs, things that generally get touched, so like chair handles or um, the fridge, yeah. things that get a lot of traffic, just wipe it down every once in a while. It mm-hmm. definitely helps with preventing it, I think. And, and these are just like easy preventative measures that don't
0: cost us that much money, right? <laughs> you saying clorox disinfecting wipes <laughs> kind of sounded like you were shilling out for them for a second you could have just said disinfecting wipes why do you have to use clorox because clorox been sending you <laughs> money under the table that i didn't know about and i also want it part of do you want some of this yeah a little you bit you got to
1: read a little yeah. card if you want it okay do you have it oh we got to come
0: up with a commercial okay <laughs> i get that's but we haven't done that in a while no, no we haven't done it uh so clorox disinfecting wipes will kill 99.9 percent of corona virus Good job. Uh,
1: a good yes, and if you use Clorox disinfecting wipes, it'll also make you happier. Oh! It'll bring more wealth into your house because wow. you won't have coronavirus. Ooh. It'll make you more popular too because you smell good.
0: In fact, it'll bring over the good type of Corona Corona beer, which is also sponsoring us <laughs> to your house. And
1: it's highly suggested that if you're going to open a Corona beer bottle, you have to use Clorox disinfect disinfecting wipes oh, first. yeah.
0: It's a partnership.
1: Grab your Corona bottle with a Clorox disinfectant wipe, and drink with that, right. knowing full well and uh, having the solace that you have. There's no way you can contract bad evil, bad <laughs> bad, Ebola. bad corona? corona,
0: bad corona. Yeah. So go to CloroxCorona.com dot, with dot our net. code <laughs> actually, and you'll get 15% <laughs> off on your next 24 case of beer. And two packs, canisters of Clorox brand disinfecting wipes.
1: The green one, not the yellow one.
0: Thanks, Corona and Clorox. Wow, good ad read. Yeah, that was a great great ad read.
1: I'm surprised that they gave us so much to read at one time.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's crazy. They even gave us a lot
1: of money to... I mean... They even gave us a yeah. lot of money. Isn't that such a wonderful thing? Mm-hmm. Especially in these trying times, where the stock markets are just yeah. volatile. <coughs> oh my God! Um,
0: speaking about are you okay the, there? yeah, no, I'm fine. Um, speaking about stock markets, have you been stock markets? Stock? Did I say stock? Oh markets? boy, we're
1: we're degrading into one
0: of those uh, morning talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> have you been seeing the stock market, or been keeping an eye on that? At a little all? bit. I don't It's know. been volatile as hell. I've only kind of just recently gotten into investing and stuff because my friends before this whole corona stuff started taking over mm. the limelight for it. But man, watching these percentages and stuff go oh, down. If you if you have like an understanding about it, it's pretty wild.
1: These are the worst it's been in in about it's since like, like 11 years or something? No, like that. no, since like What is it? It's like Black Monday in 1987. It was really bad back then. And this is like the lowest it's been since. And so it's one of those things where if you have a 401k or you have like a Roth IRA or something like that, don't look at it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like if you have a high volatility like thing put away, this is bound to happen. And in order for you to get your money back You need to have your money in there to recoup all the losses. Like
0: this sucks for the people who are thinking about retiring soon.
1: Oh yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. Like that that's the retirement fund is in stocks and just to see everything drop is just a scary thing. Yeah. You know, I would be terrified if that were like that's this is my retirement Mm -hmm. money.
0: But on the other hand, for us youngins, probably the best time to buy in. This is
1: well, if you if you know what you're doing or if you have a good financial advisor, this is when like you take all the take all the money you've put into investing, buy up the really cheap yeah, like, exactly. high uh like high gain stocks. Like
0: this past week I've been thinking about doing my entire six K IRA contribution all at once. Like yeah. I'm not gonna try to time the market as some people say because yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. But I'm just gonna kinda just go off of what I think will be at least a good point. Yeah. But I'm probably gonna throw as much as I can all at once because that's a great decision. This is an event that is possibly a once in a lifetime thing and there's probably not gonna be a better time to do this. Yeah. You know I mean unless we see something like the two thousand and eight housing market crash happen again, but on the scale of this. Yeah. Um Well,
1: I don't know. I feel like, you know, things are gonna happen soon. Yeah. But well that's I'm- why
0: that's why everyone's going nuts because they don't know but the extent of the virus and its impact on the world's economy, like people don't know when it's or yeah. if it'll bottom up. I mean, yeah. historically speaking, yes, the economies will recover because that's just how that's the what's pattern happen. always has what, gone. Whether
1: or not you know, people suffer because of it, it will recover at some point.
0: But it's just that this particular dip is kind of unprecedented. So it's interesting to see how investors and people going about this business are handling it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to be educated about that too. Not not just about the virus, but I want to see the bigger implications it has on the, I don't know, economy, because that will definitely also affect us too. Not just our health, there's other things. A, of our life
1: do you have any uh, potential resources that any of our th- four or five listeners wow that's a very <laughs> high number wow um we're
0: higher than that our average is like 15 yeah think.
1: you think so thanks 15 people not just bots
0: shout out to you guys maybe i don't think so i you don't think so oh my god
1: I love each and every one I don't of know, you.
0: Are bots good to have at this point to get more exposure? I don't they're know. They're not really doing anything. Right? No, no,
1: no, not really. It's, it's just, it's I'm not just right. saying that for anyone who actually actively listens to this, I love you so much. <sighs> yes, this is and our message. Yeah. Come here, give us a big old, big old smoochy smooch. Uh, mm, yeah. Full of love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! no, you're not supposed to make contact with people. You're going to get them sick. Mm-mm. When I was playing volleyball earlier today. Did you kiss someone? No, I. that's usually part of the routine, but yeah, I we mean, didn't. We were giving high fives to each other, like, "Oh shit, elbows!" Instead, give give people elbows.
1: I mean, it's it's not really a big deal unless you're like taking it and going, "Oh yeah, hand," and you are putting it all over your face. <laughs> it's not a
0: high five. It's a hand <laughs> face to the rub.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like everyone faces each other, and then they just put your hand on your face. It's like one of those uh, priestly things you do, right?
0: <laughs> Earlier, when we were talking about the testing, I had I had to stop myself from laughing because I was thinking. They give you a literal scan trial. I was to gonna say a standardized COVID <laughs> testing. You, you get the results back and it's like F minus, you got Corona. Fuck! You've got it, you've got it. <laughs> it's like A plus you're clean. You're, hey, good you're good to go. Get out of here. Nice. Have a good it's life. Like, <coughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> oh. C plus is kind of pushing yeah. it by. Like, like eh, um, you don't um, have corona, you got the flu though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn it. Are there any other parts related to this things that we haven't covered yet? Cover the stock market. We covered the testing and stuff.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think this is like what we know right now.
0: Yeah, that's true. We We are, as far as we know, in the earlier stages of this. This is us uh, checking in at March 14th, 2020. Yes, it's getting colder and food is running low. I don't know how much longer we can hold out. Please, if anyone hears this message, we have to let you know that this should not be the end of humanity. You have to continue to fight on in memory of those came before you
1: that's like a really beautiful speech did you like practice
0: that no i'm gonna write right I'm, I'm gonna add gonna write in i'm gonna add dramatic music and make Can you do sound, like the
1: braveheart music it'll probably get familiar?
0: copyrighted but we don't okay. really care about that anymore so whatever have we have you been flagged yet no dude fuck it i don't think we have the exposure to get flagged so dude, the world's ending it's coronavirus yeah it's fine what if this actually ends up being a world ender world ender that would yeah. be crazy I don't know how it would. Actually, I do know how it would. Like, what if the virus continues to mutate and just completely catches everybody, but it turns us into, like, I don't know, zombies or something? That could be really interesting. Have we had this conversation, the zombie conversation yet? Which one? The first conversation about zombies that I like to bring up is, which zombie... Actually, that's not even Which zombie? (laughs) Which one? No, it's the, the type of zombie depends on how world ending it is so if you have like
1: oh are you talking like we're talking like the slow walker zombies and then the
0: stupid regular movie like they're just kind of waddling around that type of zombie yeah if if that was the kind of zombie that coronavirus evolved into i think we'd be fine that's like level one yeah right but if we had like resident evil nemesis yeah or like left for dead Dead style yeah crazy mutations yeah run after you and climb buildings and shit. that's when i think we'd be fucked
1: Yeah, but I also think that the problem with the latter is that if we had any of those in a practical sense, Mm -hmm. not too many people would be able to stay sick, but then also like have the muscle mass to do all these things.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right.
1: That's my that's like my only concern. But also, I don't know, man, the body is a weird thing. I don't completely understand it. I didn't go to school for this.
0: I did read an article a long time ago about the practicality of what a real zombie invasion would look like. Yeah. And I think the thing came down to most of the zombies would just be mobilized because of, like, uh, what's it called when your body gets all stiff?
1: Oh, it's a rigor mortis. Yeah,
0: like rigor mortis would set in too fast to do anything, and then, like, vultures and other scavengers would probably eat the bodies. And other humans. Yeah. Oh, never mind. The cannibals would eat all the bodies before it, like,
1: Here's an interesting thing for me. COVID-19 mutates mm. into a... Um, bazinga virus. Bazinga, bazinga. virus, that, which then turns into the dong virus.
0: <gasps> I got the dong and the bazinga? Oh, God, it's a getting fitting, louder.
1: A fitting end. Bazinga.
0: <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. But um,
1: it becomes a prion disease. And y- have you heard of those? Mm-mm. The prion disease? It's like... um. Shh. D- Designer zines? No, a disease... D- a prion disease is one that affects the proteins in your brain. Ooh. It affects the ability to create proteins, and it just fucks you up really bad. There was one that was spread by a certain tribe in Africa that ate the brains of dead warriors. Um, yeah, and basically you'd get it. It's like mad cow disease for humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so you basically just go mad, which is not too far off from, uh, from zombies at this point. Yeah. That would be the one that gets you because you've got full muscle ability, and your brain is just destroyed.
0: Most of the time, too, with zombies, it depends on how the infection gets passed. Because sometimes it's only if you get scratched or bit by the zombie. Well, if
1: I remember correctly, um, was it not Walking Dead who had? Was it Airborne? Was it? Aer- was it an aerosolized? Uh, virus? I don't know.
0: The episodes that I saw, or as far as I got into that series. It was only if you were physically like damaged, like your skin broke. By that
1: series was only good for about three and a half seasons.
0: Oh yeah, they're mil- it's getting milk dry. That's Still, ser- apparently, a lot of the fans, at least my friends that were fans of it, they kind of just dropped it all together because it's kind of just.
1: I went through four and a half sucked. seasons of it, and I was like, uh, I don't have the heart to do this anymore.
0: It's going like the Lost route. How it's oh, man, it's dragging it on for too long. Should watch Lost,
1: as we are right now. We're watching Lost. No, we're lost oh, in the Corona in the sauce. Yeah, yeah, lost in the sauce. Oh. Welcome to this episode's title.
0: This is what we're calling <laughs> <laughs> Lost in the Corona sauce. <laughs> I was gonna call it Bazinga virus. Bazinga. Why <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga or oh, Dong virus? <laughs> oh, God, oh. it's happening. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I think it would think about it, if we had like some sort of like weird mutations to it though. That could be the world ender.
0: I don't know. That's yeah? kind of scary. Yeah. I like to think I could survive in a, an apocalyptic situation, though. You
1: think so? Yeah. How, what would you do? What's your preparedness uh, schedule for that?
0: Well, that depends on how this turns into an apocalypse. If it does go the zombie route, I will hold myself up in my home.
1: Hole or hold?
0: Hold. Okay. Up, but I don't know. I have enough weapons on hand that I can kill some zombies if I need to. Like, we have weapons? Yeah. Like what? I got this like eight pound keyblade that I bought when I was That's like true. fourteen. Just in my that room, eight pounds?
1: That is at least ten.
0: I don't know. That's pretty heavy. I mean, nowadays I'm a lot more ripped, so I can swing it. That's around true. You're just so fucking jacked, dude. Yeah. I
1: can't. I don't even think they'd be able to get through the door. You just stand there like this. <laughs> my shoulders are too yeah. big.
0: That's what kills me. I can't walk <laughs> through the door frame, and the zombies in the room pull me in because my massive pauldrons can't fit through
1: door. i I just imagine you stand on the door frame and you put your one shoulder against the door one against the wall and they just can't open it because you just you know you just flex and they they get battered away But what
0: if my shoulders are so thick the zombies can't bite into me and infect me i shed my skin too fast Mm. and regenerate my skin so that i don't get infected all the way
1: dude i think that's part of something like this super super covid 19 would infect (laughs) one person like the
0: idea that a worse mutation of a virus doesn't get a different unique name. It just goes no, super. Super. I mean, we what? super mad cow disease, super <laughs> Ebola.
1: I mean, let's look at a Majin Boo series. When it got worse, it became oh, super Boo. Super Boo, and then, <laughs> and then, that, kid, Boo. And then kid Boo, which so which really be, doesn't will follow. We, will
0: we get Kid COVID nineteen?
1: <laughs> I like. No, wait. I like the idea of calling kid it- Kid I like a Kid Kid Corona. Kid right? Corona.
0: That's a good villain It's like name. their shitty attempt, <laughs> Corona's beer's shitty attempt at marketing to children who clearly can't drink. It's like a Capri Sun
1: type of thing in yeah. a bottle. I'll, Beer in a pouch. I actually think, oh my God, I that would sounds love really that. bad.
0: Oh. Beer in a pouch. I don't know. I don't think that sounds very good. Yeah, you good. wouldn't want it with like a bendy straw and the clear bottom so you can see it. I don't know if that sounds very good. Uh, I'd try it for sure. <laughs>
1: No, I was thinking Kid Corona is the great name for like a, an evil villain. I, it's me,
0: Kid Corona. You know that after this happens, if it doesn't kill everyone, <laughs> I like how we're <laughs> fear-mongering people.
1: If it doesn't kill everyone. If it doesn't what, kill if it, anyone, what if
0: it mutates?
1: This is gonna What have, if it becomes a world ender? This is going to have like... Also us 15 minutes ago, let's not fear-monger.
0: <laughs> I, know. I don't know. It'll be turned into pop culture at some point.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna, uh, it's already been memed. I'm no. waiting for it to be ha- like safely memed.
0: There's going to be, in the next Marvel, next 10 oh years God. of Marvel, there'll be a new villain, Kid, Kid Corona. <laughs> It'll be the new Galactic oh God. Forget Thanos. He was a oh pussy. We got a Kid Corona pussy. to deal with.
1: Oh, my God. That actually, I, that would get me to go watch all the movies. Kid I'd Corona. be into the Marvel Cinematic Universe if we had Kid Corona.
0: Bring me that, everyone. I'm Kid Corona. Oh but God. wouldn't that mean that... Uh, I don't know. Say it. It's not really... I don't think Corona is like, the virus is, it's not like trademarked or anything.
1: It's the Corona, it's like, it's a coronavirus, the which only, is a type of virus.
0: The only, Corona is a type coronavirus, of Coronavirus, okay.
1: yeah. It's a specific type.
0: The only reason why I say that is because I think in the Marvel Universe, they couldn't use the word mafia. Really? Yeah, they had to call it the mag, Maglia, I think, or Magia, something like that. Um, I think partially because the actual mafia were <laughs> kind of getting in their business and were like, hey, don't us in a bad light but i don't so, know copyright law so the magia maybe they'd have to go that,
1: that definitely thwarted the uh mafia who can't read right
0: but they they couldn't use kid corona maybe they have to use like kid barona
1: barona what are we bloods <laughs> kid kid
0: caromba
1: kid car i kid caramba just kid, kind of, Carumba, kid Yeah. Can, that just kind of falls into some weird racist territory i would feel <laughs> Kid Caramba, I know you came in from the south border. <laughs> I'm am I'm Marvel Cinematic Universe hero, Donald Trump, here to save <laughs> no, the border. No, you can't use Trump
0: either. He's oh, that's too, right.
1: copyrighted. Donald, uh, Donald, Donald, does. Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. I'm Captain Trump. I'm here <laughs> to save the universe oh, from boy. you, Kid Car- Caramba. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bazinga, sounds, I'm going to infect you with the Bazinga virus. That
1: sounds remotely believable is the thing. It does. Like, Captain Trump fights Kid Karamba. <laughs> we, whenever we do t- like a duo podcast, it has to be that what? Captain Drump and Kid Karamba. <laughs>
0: we have to come up with voices yeah. for them. Then, who
1: wants to do? You, which one do you want to be?
0: Is there one that you have a stronger connection to right off? The I want to.
1: I want to do what's right. I want to. S-
0: <laughs> I don't know if there is a right in this. <laughs> I don't know who. Like, I feel like if I if we if one of us did Captain Drump, you'd just have to imitate the way Trump speaks. Yeah, I think you do a better Trump than I'm I do. I'm Captain Drumpf. I don't. You're I can't, canceled. I can't You're even. You're fired. Do that. Kid Karamba. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And and then I'll just do my interpretation of it. I'll, okay, in the sense of it, we'll be Dr- Captain Drumpf and Kid Karamba. <laughs> Whenever we do these should sessions,
0: <laughs> forget the actually nothing podcast. <laughs> no. This is this is now Captain oh, no, Drumpf seen, and Kid Karamba. Have you seen
1: like some podcasts will do like. For instance, um, Radio Lab. Radio Lab presents, and then it's a completely other show for like a few for like a season. <laughs> okay, so it'll actually be actually nothing, nothing presents kids, Captain Drump and, and Kid Karamba.
0: Karamba. All
1: right, cool. <laughs> I feel like that could be really funny and also be so like damning <laughs>
0: <laughs> with what reputation we have right now. I don't know. We're gonna alienate all five of our viewers
1: we just have to make sure if any of us go into a political the career later on in life oh, that i we believe
0: just, our potential for political careers have been long dead have been eroded yeah we you killed it so? before it was born we traveled back in time and killed it while it was in the womb we stuffed it <laughs> have you ever thought about that too like what the butterfly effect of the implications of going back in time and stopping things like this like oh yeah like people are always like well what if you went back in time and killed hitler it's like i don't know there might have been somebody else to take his place, like
1: yeah. I, I, too, <laughs> I always think of that idea, like how if you went back and killed Hitler, there would always be some sort of backup plan to make yeah. that not happen, right? Like there would always be something to thwart that idea so that yeah. history had to happen in a way it did.
0: Well, what if we went back in time and warned everybody about how bad coronavirus would get?
1: I don't know. I always think about that in a way that we go back in time and we try and do things like show technology to people before it's ready, and we would just get labeled witches.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you get burned at the stake.
1: I mean, that's what... I think That would, that's what would happen.
0: Kind of going back to the warning about things, people. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't talk. Warning the, of things about The Bazinga about virus people. is getting worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy on Reddit, of course. Naturally. Hey, Reddit's so the best place Reddit's to get own, Yeah, we got all of our information. Um, yeah. But there was a guy who... Accurately predicted all the events and how it was going to pan out, like really? like weeks ago. Yeah, cool. It's wild. I don't know. What's it, is it in best of? I don't know. I didn't actually find the thread, but I saw just, links to it and I didn't click it. So what? I don't know. But that's
1: like, like, I, okay. People make a big deal about. Seeing a post that you like and not upvoting, I think that's garbage. But seeing a post that's interesting and not looking at it,
0: I don't know. I think it was just mentioned so many times. What were you doing? What were you doing in the meantime? What was so pressing? I was looking for the memes in the comments.
1: Okay, fair.
0: It's like there's those videos of those doctors that were warning people about how bad it's getting or how bad it's going to be. Yeah, and then we just haven't heard from them because
1: they've been China disappeared them. Oh yeah. Like they committed suicide
0: reliable. with two bullets to the back of the head. Yeah.
1: Yeah. China's probably like who you shouldn't trust at this point.
0: They were ground zero for it too, right? Yeah. It happened in Wuhan? Wuhan. Mm-hmm.
1: It happened, um, they had found patient zero. It was like a 55-year-old man from a different province, oh. but who I think traveled to Wuhan.
0: But we still don't know the exact origin of how no, it pe- happened? No, it
1: could be the consumption of bats. could be the consumption of yeah. pangolins. I think one of the main issues... And Honestly, like, just an issue with, uh, with health is eating food that shouldn't be eaten. I think it's called China's wet market, where they basically sell exotic animals for eating, mm-hmm. namely bats and chickens and other types of exotic food, although chicken isn't exotic. Pangolins. Yeah. Um,
0: the thing that I heard about it was that at this market, of course, who knows how accurate this is, but it was like they had bat cages above pangolins. And the bats were just like peeing and pooing down onto the pangolins. So that in itself is already gross. And then if somebody eats the pangolins, I like to imagine somebody just walking up to this cage of this pee and poo ridden pangolin that's alive. And he just grabs it out of the cage and takes a big bite out of it. Yeah. Someone
1: goes, oh, this looks good. Yeah. Meaty,
0: meaty, meaty. Until we actually find... The answer to that. I don't know. It's yeah, like we're finding your, the would finding we're not doctors. We wouldn't I don't really know how finding patient zero or the origins would actually help in solving this. It would
1: probably help. Mm. No, knowing a little bit more about it would probably be useful. Yeah. More but information
0: isn't ever a bad thing to have when you're dealing with researching things. A virus or things in general, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I didn't go to school for that. So it's out of my um out of my range
0: good luck to our doctors and all you healthcare workers yeah I hope that you as much as we and everyone else is memeing about it our hearts do go out to the people that legitimately have fears over this and that are at risk because yeah i, I hope you know.
1: to i hope to put them on the uh, shout out list next time yeah but for now I'd rather do the opposite of putting them under the bus and put them on the bus. Ooh. Yeah, we'll put them on the bus. We'll support them with our big bus of actually nothing. Ooh. Our Captain Drumpf and, I, and Kid Karamba <laughs> <Kid Caramba>. bus.
0: <laughs> this whole thing went through like <laughs> five different stages. Like the coronavirus could. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Oh, boy. What a fun thing to look forward to? Uh, oh boy.
1: It's uh yeah, Corona then Bazinga then dawn. Dong. Dong. You just get Donged. I thought they
0: were all different things and you just don't want to get hit with them at the same time.
1: I like that idea for a possible story. Huh. Don't get Donged and don't get Bazinga.
0: Don't get Dong, don't get Bazinga yeah. virus. I
1: I, I want to do that where we, we we put people on the bus, right? Mm-hmm. That's our, our support system. Thing? It's our I uh,
0: I have to make a sound bit for those two. Yeah, for
1: on the bus. This is our uh or mass transit for ideas right. and or people that we like.
0: Well, you got anything else you want to talk about with the virus? Anything yeah, else you've been coughing a little bit. You all right? No, I think I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But you don't have anything else? No, I'm good.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. then,
0: I guess <clears throat> that's the rest of the show. So, no, we're good to go now, right? Yeah, I think so. <coughs> <coughs> oh, my God. No, I, th- I think he's... F- <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs>